Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. How much one-on-one trash talk would you say is involved in fantasy sports? Or better yet, how many one-on-one side bets? We all have those. Ray and I have those. We've all done it, I'm sure. Well, I have something new I think you'll be interested in. It's called Stat Hero Rivals. It has launched effective immediately. You can now play against Stat Hero head-to-head. That's right. It's the uh, Daily Fantasy Sportsbook. You versus the house. Winner takes all, everybody. Um, no other lineups involved to compete with. Stat Hero shows you a lineup. You get to see it first. Don't get that at the blackjack table. If you beat it, you get paid whatever you put up. Stat Hero, known for its fantasy survivor pools, is now a daily game, fellas. Stat Hero has given you a chance to win money directly from them. This has never happened before in the DFS space. A house-based game where you play the house one-on-one in a daily fantasy contest. Boom! Could be better than that. No more sharks. No more competing with thousands of other lineups. Put your money where your mouth is and take Stat Hero's money. Stat Hero rivals is going to change dfs forever it's the change we've all been asking for use the promo code elite for a 25 percent match on your first deposit and now stat hero can be played on any mobile device on stathero.com all right welcome in everybody another edition of this podcast that's sweeping the nation literally we're on the basement floor we're sweeping it out it is one man's opinion thank you thank you thank you for downloading subscribing commenting whatever it is that has gotten us in front of you we do so appreciate it everybody happy holidays one and all i am jeff mans you can find all my work over at fantasyguru.com that's all the seasonal work at least seasonal fantasy sports elitefantasy.com for all things daily fantasy sports baseball football that's what i mostly do we got our nba coverage over there going on nhl as well starting in early january nba season starting soon EliteSportsBetting.com for all your legalized sports betting needs, everybody. Got all of our survivor picks, player props, all that over there. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans. That's M-A-N-S, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. That's right. I brought along a guest today. That's right. Enough of me, my nasally drone going on, talking about God knows what. I have, who else would I bring in? And the Christmas, the holiday spirit, the only person I could talk to because everybody else is so fucking miserable that I know. It's Ray Flowers, everybody. How are you, Ray? Uh, I'm good, Jeff. And uh, just to let the listeners know, there's only one reason I decided to do this, and it's because <laughs> I had to ask you, uh-huh. start sit week 15, Jeff. <laughs> Gabriel Davis or Tyrone Johnson? Oh, my God. Ooh, that's a good That's actually I actually have that decision. That's actually why I came on the show. Oh, you have a real, that's that's the real, real in, decision. In the FSGA draft, well, yes. We, we are recording this just moments before the Chargers and Raiders kick off on Thursday. You guys are probably listening to it during the game, after the game, or likely Friday or the weekend, whenever. So uh, we'll give some thoughts on that. If that's the decision I had to make, this is the advice I get. And I want to dive into this topic right away, too, Ray, about just decision-making rights and wrongs and one one thing i think we both notice is as crunch time as the pressure builds and it's like this i believe in life outside of fantasy sports and it's it's um permeated in fantasy sports as well that when the pressure gets higher people like there is something about it being a primetime player being a pressure player 
people fold under this kind of pressure. It's weird to me to see all these questions that we're getting asked the last couple of weeks when the playoffs have started. Like, they're nonsense. They're fucking idiotic in a lot of regards. It, it drives me crazy on that. Uh, but uh, just who was your decision? Oh, Gabriel Davis. Yeah, Gabriel Davis or Tyrone Johnson? I would Stop rambling Ty- on and just answer the question, Joe. Tyron Johnson. You're like every listener out there. I don't want to hear your thoughts on life, man. Just that's a fucking question. That's all it's going to be. I would go Tyron Johnson on that. Just Gabe Davis does it every single week, though. But I just can't. I, I can't. There's not enough. Yeah, and I, I mean, he has three touchdowns, three in, you know, touch on each of the last three weeks, one of them for Cole Beasley. Um, but, you know, and by the way, just so if anyone wants to follow me since Jeff left that out, uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at Baseball Guys. You can find me on Instagram at the Ray Flowers. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for bringing me on today. I love that. I love this is my favorite Ray Flowers. I like the edgy kind of not taking any bullshit Ray Flowers. Could we get this guy? Ray normally is the nice guy, relatively passive, well thought out. I like when you're fiery. I like it's my favorite version of Welcome Ray to the Flowers. holiday season, Jeff. Yeah, yeah holiday season 2020. Dude, there's a lot. We'll dive into some of that as well. Uh, I, I, so the Thursday game, I, I, last Thursday, Ray, I did this, this podcast solo, and I sat <laughs> here and told people, I'm just shying away from Cam Akers, you know, um, I didn't believe in it, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, that just, boom, blew up in my face. I didn't the, the, the theory. I didn't tell everybody to sit him, by the way. I said it came down to your options, but in most leagues I would sit him, which I did myself. And in Thursday hit, you would have thought that I had done the worst thing that's ever been done, ever made the worst decision. I'm thinking, he scored 21 points. It's great. No doubt. He got 29 fucking carries, which is beyond anybody's comprehension. Nobody thought he was going to do that. Right. And, um, and, but I, the thing I knew, and I talked about on that Friday, is like, it's not over. Why did so many people just think I made a bad decision? I sat cam makers. That means my entire week is over and I'm now out of the playoffs because I made that one wrong decision. Do you think yeah. people, do you think people just aren't ready for the, for the big time, right? you think people just wilt? Is it the pressure? Why Why is this happening the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think there's a lot going on. One, I think the biggest problem, Jeff, that people have to deal with, and it's something that we've talked about, I don't know, 7,000 times over the last 20 years, last 10 years we've been working together, it's that there is a process that you should follow to make a decision. The process is the important piece. The end result, the actual performance, isn't always going to follow along, okay? But if you're following the right process to make the decision, you're going to win more often than not. I didn't find any fault with your analysis with Cam Makers. I agreed with your analysis of Cam Makers. I know you and Ted talked about it on the show as well on SiriusXM. I agreed with Ted. We all agreed that the process was the right process. Now, when you look at this Rams team and the running backs on this team, if they're lucky, are getting 12 carries a game. When you look at it and it's one week, it's Akers. One week, it's Henderson. One week, it's Brown. We had a shortened week, right? There's all these things yes. that were playing into Akers not being a great fantasy play, let alone going bonkers and having the best running game of any player on this team this season. So I think everything that you did was right. All the advice that you, Ted, and I gave was the correct advice. Now, at the end, the result wasn't there. Okay. And that's what people get hung up on. I got blasted. I got told I lost people, their, their fantasy leagues. I didn't tell them to play Miles Sanders. Not like you, well, Jeff. I uh, did tell some people to play Miles Sanders. It wasn't hundred percent. Like, don't do it. But mm-hmm. you know, if you had a top 15 running back, you sat Miles Sanders. I think it was the same thing there that, that people misunderstand and they love doing the anti Jeff man's. 
Jeff Mans, put it on tape, say it with your chest. People yeah, love talking to you on a Monday, don't they, Jeff? They Where were they three days before? The Sunday. It's you know the, that's one problem is that I I know a lot of people go out and get hammered, they, they drink, they get fired up because their team lost or their fantasy team lost, and then they're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm I hate that fucking Jeff Mans said this, blah blah, and I'm and then they outwardly seek me on Twitter, and be like, hey, thanks, asshole, lost me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? I gave a lot of advice, a lot of different things. You knew it before. If you didn't like it, why'd you do it? Like, that's always the other question is ultimately, you know, if you didn't believe in it, why did you do it? But Or execute that, that roster move or that lineup start, sit, whatever it may be. It's, uh, it's nauseating when it happens. It's irritating when it happens. Like you said, going back to acres on that, um, uh, now the process like i everybody says uh my favorite people i think are the ones that said well i started them anyway because i don't trust anything you said and i go yeah bullshit because there is no way no you you guys do not fool me right i, I know that you have cam acres because of me right and, and nobody sat on cam acres this whole season nobody nope. you didn't do it you, i know you did except for when I, except for the people that I told to mm-hmm. relentlessly this whole time. So you don't yep. even have access to the guy that did that. Furthermore, and going back to the process side, Ray, which is so important, is the um, why do I, why was I so invested? So that's another, that's the angle here. Did anyone ask you that? No, not a, not a single person. Okay. Right. Nobody asked me, or they asked me earlier this season, why was I invested? in cam acres and what I saw there. Why, why did I believe in it? And as I said, the whole time, it's because of 54 t- rushing touchdowns in three seasons. Todd, that's how many Todd Gurley had three seasons, 54, most in the national football league. Since Sean McVay's taken over in LA, they run the red zone. Touchdown rate is immaculate. It's fantastic. That's what they do. And I knew Cam Akers would win this job, or I thought he did. And he did week one. I mean, he's just starting running back week one. Everyone forgets that. Mm-hmm. I invested in Cam Akers for touchdowns, for red zone, all of that. I didn't mind splitting with Henderson or even Brown occasionally, although I thought Brown was more of a threat to the red zone. And he got zero touchdowns in that game. That's the thing is he, he, <laughs> What I go for, it was right. Now I never, now I never saw twenty nine. Nobody could have seen twenty nine attempts come. It just was, and I'm not letting myself off the hook. There's no, it wasn't possible to see that, correct? Especially coming off of twenty one carries the week before, in which Sean McVay has rested his main running back. He has split the carries the following Thursday every single time he's played on Thursday night game each of the first four years of his career. So everything lined up with all right we may see 12 to maybe the high side 15 at the highest for cam Akers. of that will he get in the top i thought all right well touchdown is the thing that would hurt that this analysis that would be the thing that we'd avoid and i said ah, i just don't i didn't see it that's the reason and he didn't and he didn't get the touchdown and but he, he got way more he got two passes he's not involved in the passing game either to save him like so many other backs are right he had 80 yards also in the first two series of the game by the way everybody or 100 total yards on the first two series of the game so that that's the thing and i, I think that it's so important and maybe we'll dive let's dive into that i suppose uh, why you know the process is the important thing mm-hmm. having an ideology i talk about all the time like what you in I talk about in this podcast all the time, right? What you stand for. Quite honestly, 
as I've gotten older, I realize how important this is more and more and more every, like every month. I realize like you, you just, you can't fly by night because we have the internet and cell phones and we, we have information, both bad and good at our fingertips. We can just boom, 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 find information. And you see it all the time. People saying, oh, the vaccine's going to give you a second head and make you a dinosaur, or, you know, this is going to happen. Like, everybody's a medical expert. Everybody's a political expert. Everybody's an expert on everything because they typed it into fucking Google, right? And it's so important. Like, I wonder about some of these people. Like, do they know who they are? And if, if they are, great, right? But you need to have that. And in fantasy sports or any skill-based competition, you got to know what you're good at. Be honest with yourself about that. Know what where you have an edge over the competition, whether it's your league mates or in a, a betting pool or against Vegas, whatever it is, whatever competition you're doing, you need that ideology. You need to know what you stand for, what you are as a DFS player, as a seasonal player. Are you the guy that finds the great rookies? Are you the, the slow and steady wins the race guy? Are you the stars and scrubs guy? Are you the, uh, you know, make all the moves guy? We've got to make a trade, you know, a thousand trades a year. Like if you don't have that idea and you're ch- rapidly changing that ideology, that, that, that process every single week, you're never going to be successful. Ray, am I wrong? No, I think, I think I boil it down to consistency. You know, that's, you know, there are people in this space, there are people that play the game, there are people that give analysis in this space that, you know, their move is to mention every player, say something nice about every player at some point, and then at the end of the day say, oh, I told you he was good. Like, that's the move a lot of people do. Yep. And there are a lot of people out there that are steadfast against a player and then a week later think he's great. And they just flip-flop based upon the wins. You and I are smart enough that if we just wanted to play to the public perception of any of this, we could do it every week. It's not hard. It's not hard to do. And it's easy to make excuses after the fact, if you're really looking to make excuses. I think the consistency part is Jeff Manns has a plan, a system, and he's going to enact it. Ray Flowers has a plan, a system, and he's going to enact it. If it says player A is good, then player A is good. If it eventually flips and it now says player B is bad, player B is bad, but it's not because of what we saw last week. It's not because of the questions right. were asked. It's not because we're trying to be smart or play, play, you know, the general game of what everyone's doing. It's because the analysis leads us to that conclusion. So I have no problem with being a little slower to react and overreact in many of the instances. Cause most of the time when people are overreacting, they're just chasing their tail. Chasing it's every year for those that are new, what we do over at fantasyguru.com, the draft guide for fantasy football, is uh, it's always the same. Like it's it's been the same for over a decade, fifteen years roughly. You know, added and, and things like that. But we start out every year with that exact thing. You, the words you just spoke, right? Don't chase. Stop chasing. And then we we talk about chasing last year's statistics. Then we talk about in season chasing chasing a bad draft pick during your draft. Oh, I missed out on that running back. I got to get another running back. Well, you don't know. You don't have to get another running back. That running back's supposed to be different. And that's why I always hate if anybody ever notices when Ray talks and I talk, you know, very rarely do we say just get a running back. Just get a receiver. Normally we're saying the name, like go get Michael Thomas or go get, you know, the player because the player's the important thing. It's not necessarily just any running back is every running back. It doesn't work that way. But 
um, you know, and I think that that's very important for people to understand uh, as well. And we start with the chasing. Don't chase your tail. Don't chase last week's performance. Don't you got, you need to know what players you're investing in, know who your best players are, know what the best situations are and always invest in that to that end. That's why like, for daily purposes, I've had an amazing year in daily. I've had a really good year in seasonal. Like, I didn't have a good seasonal year last year, folks. I, 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 you know, draft was good. I got a lot of teams to the playoffs on. I forgot what happened. I have to go back and research that actually, right? Like I remember it was, it was like the fucking red wedding for me. And like week 14 or 15, where I just got somebody that I was heavily invested in. I was it Derek Henry. I was in Henry. I can't remember, but uh, whatever it was, I just got just trounced, made it to one championship game, lost at one championship game. And it was first year since 2004 that I hadn't won a championship um, in fantasy football. So it kind of sucked, but I didn't change anything. And so what do I have to do? Nothing, nothing changed. And I didn't chase those results of last year. I didn't avoid the players that hurt me necessarily. I didn't invest in players, just because they did well for me every year is different. And I think that's the, uh, those are the important things, you know, don't chase the previous week. And then we, uh, with the chasing thing, then it goes into the season and that's where we stand right now. Don't chase previous performances. And what happens this week, everybody in the world, I told on Sirius XM on Wednesday's show, Ray, you and I talked and I said, I read you off. I've gotten at least a dozen, if I think it's almost up to 20 questions that involve starting Cam Akers over Dalvin Cook. Yep. Like that's a real, that's what people are doing. And that's chasing. And on the and I'll just point to this because you brought it up at the start. Miles Sanders, you did you chased on the opposite. He was so bad, let us all down against the Packers in week 13. So nobody even can no, I nothing. It was across the board. F Miles Sanders, no way am I playing him against Saints. Absolutely not. And the dude goes absolutely bananas. You know what I mean? So it's it's you gotta have that process because if you're always just going to gravitate to whatever did good the week before and always avoid what did bad the week before, you're always gonna lose. You're gonna chase your tail in perpetuity. Absolutely. And it and it, and you will never be more frustrated if you do that because you're always gonna miss. And, you know, it's one of those things that I, I've come, become fond of the saying that I like to, you know, go with the known versus chasing the unknown. And that goes back to what you said at the start of this podcast. It's like, you know, the, the idea that all of a sudden everyone's going to discover plutonium. Like, it's, <laughs> it, doesn't, you know, it just doesn't. Someone discovered plutonium. Yeah, it doesn't happen, you know. And, and I think that we just have this mindset that you, you know, you always hear, you got to go big or go home. Don't, if you don't take the risk, you can't win. If you don't, and yeah, you take risk and going big is a good thing at times, but it has to all be done within a framework of logical thought. And if you're just the person dart throwing, which so many people are, so yeah. many people are, you're not going to be successful consistently. It might work today. It might work next week, but it's not going to consistently work. And I wish people would would pull back and understand that though when you look back jeff at the world and you know people playing the lottery and the decisions people make with the stock market all that kind of stuff people just they take too many chances in my opinion and too many endeavors in their life uh yes i i, I wish i could get into i won't even get into it. i had a conversation last weekend with uh some friends and family members and i i just had to kind of 
be that asshole that put people in their place. Not, you know, I'm not a political person. I've told people what I believe and all that shit. I just don't think like, I don't care who it is. If somebody's bossing you around, like, I don't care if it's Bush, Clinton, Obama, Trump, Biden, whatever. Fuck. Like if you're just subscribing any Republican, Democrat, anything, you're just blatantly subscribing to whatever everybody's selling. You're, you're getting, you're basically taking your brain out of your body and saying, here, this belongs to you now. Tell me what to think. Tell me how to feel. Tell me what to do. And honestly, it's why so many of us are fucking depressed, in my opinion, is because we don't make our own decisions ever. Like we just are told what to do and what to say and how to say it and how to do it. It sucks. But it goes back to the thing you said about lottery tickets and stuff, because that's the argument I had. It, it was some, I could tell it was somewhat political, but it, you know, wasn't. And uh, a family member of mine are like, oh, yeah, this is what, you know, talking about, I, you know, for one, buying lottery tickets for a Christmas gathering we're having or whatever, and like buying all these lottery tickets and like, why, like over gift cards. Like the, the decision is gift cards, like we play a game where it's like a cards and dice game. And then, uh, so we play and I'm like, well, let's get gift cards because at least people know what they have. And they're like, no, oh, nobody likes gift card. That's boring. Do lottery tickets. I'm thinking, what the fuck? You'd rather have a $5 lottery ticket over $20 of real money, like right. actual gift card to Target, Walmart, whatever mm-hmm. fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't even process it. And it, it ended up, I, I went, I go, you're poor. <laughs> I just screamed that you're poor. Why are you, what are you fucking talking about? You're poor. You don't mean you're, you're not the one making these decisions. Like the decisions you've been making haven't worked. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I, I didn't, it's not about wealth or not. wealth. that's not what I'm talking. What I'm talking about is your decision-making got you into the hole that you're in. You know, and that's the thing with like fantasy and two, for one, if you guys are still asking questions, we know, all right, there's a certain level skill or luck or whatever happened to get you here. You're into playoffs at this point. Like you, you have to have some kind of sense to have made it this far. You'd think, you know, and, and trust that sense, trust what got you here. And if it has been random, I'm sorry, but your randomness is going to very good chance. It, it ends you know, the strike time. Uh, clock strikes 12 and class slipper falls off of Cinderella. But you, you know what I mean? Like people that don't have a process are constantly playing the fucking lottery. They're, they're, they're not taking, and it's like, they're not taking the known points. They're taking what could be. And that's the Tyron Johnson situation for today. Unfortunately with Keenan Allen likely playing, at least that's the latest information that we have. It's just like, you, you, I'm going with, it's, I ever watch uh, Let's Make a Deal, right? Right. Monty Hall, heck yeah. Yeah, man, right? Yeah. Everybody, like, I would sit there, at, I knew it when I was six, seven, eight years old. I'd be like, wait, what? A hundred dollar bill, which by the way, hundred dollars to Jeff Mann's in, you know, in the eighties and nineties, like, you might as well just, that was, you were the richest person. <laughs> I, I had never said, how old were you when you first saw a hundred dollar bill? Four. Oh, you're so fucking yeah. rich. My grandfather used to, he'd just carry like, you know, four or five hundreds around. That was his, in his gold clip. Oh, my God. You, yeah, you he, had a, he had a $1 gold piece that was made into a, a money clip. Is it amazing that you and I are friends? <laughs> Given our background, like, is it, is it a little amazing? 
<laughs> well, amazing. you know, one of us is handsome, one is kind of not so much, and one of us is pretty smart, <laughs> and the other one's really smart, and uh, one of us is West Coast, one of us is Middle America. Yeah, I guess it is pretty pretty different, Jen. Which one? I want to know which ones are which. I have no idea. <laughs> Let I, us know. Go to the chat room, yeah. Fantasy Guru. There you go. Let us know which one's more handsome, which one's more smarter, <laughs> and all that. But yeah, I, I honest to God, I'm trying to think. I remember who it was. It was my sister-in-law. So it was, I was at least 13 years old, uh, probably like 14, and had a $100 bill. And I was like, whoa, I mean, blown away. Like, oh, my God. A 20 for me was a, like my grandpa carried a 20 around. I thought he was the richest guy I ever knew in my life. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, the $100 well, bill. When, when I worked uh, retail when I was in college, I worked at a sports shop. Sports mm-hmm. Fever, shout out. And, yeah. um, you know, we sold jerseys and, and hats and jackets and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it, would always inter- it was always interesting to me that people would come in, and you know, especially around the holiday season, right? And they're going to buy a jacket for their kid or whatever. And it's the hundred, it's, you know, these people are wearing, you know, sweats with holes in them. And their shoe has one, you know, the lace is torn and they haven't shaved in, you know, nine days. And here they all pulling out their hundred dollar bill because they just had gone to the bank and gotten it, I guess, right? right so I, right. that's more of the storyline I remember with with the the money that it, even you know back in the nineties it was a status symbol. Man, I got a hundred dollar bill, so you're totally Jesus. right about that. Though. Yeah, man, I just I, I didn't have it, didn't see it, and that that's the thing. Those decisions that you make bring you to the point that you're at, and it's okay to. I've made a lot of wrong decisions. You know, I talk about I worked a job that I didn't like for 16 years even after selling my own company i was too chicken shit afraid like i did a lot of those kind of things and don't be afraid to to make a move but when you make a move make it your your new policy make it your new way say i'm going to get off this train that's constantly bringing me heartache or or grief or losing and i'm going to be on this one and then stick to the one that works once it once you have that that process stick to it and, and ring it for all it's worth. Uh, I want to ask you about this one. Also, Ray, we'll get into week 15 here as well. Folks got Saturday games. We got Sunday, we got Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games here for week no- number 15 semifinal round. We'll talk about that. I wanted to get your take on Josh Jacobs and that, that whole scenario, right? Mm, yeah. We didn't get to do it really on the serious yeah, XM show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jacobs, for those who don't weren't aware, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, went to his Instagram account. Now he was banged up all last week, uh, had an injury, and you know was questionable, sort of questionable, you know, throughout the course of the week. Everyone thought he was going to play. Adam Schefter reported it. We didn't have really any thoughts otherwise, right? Then he goes on Instagram about two hours before the game and says, "I'm not playing this week. Make sure you sit me." in all your fantasy leagues. Holy shit. Like it, it was like, Oh my God, we're in the middle of the early set of games. Everything is going on. Everyone thought they had him, you know, for the 4 PM Eastern kickoff. And suddenly everybody is freaking out about it. Now I retweeted it. I said, well, I mean this, and, and then the floodgates open. Everyone asking me, I'm sure they're asking you, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Who do I have? This is who I have. This is and uh, thank God. I'm so excited that uh, very fortunate that one of the beat writers for the Las Vegas Raiders, Adam Hill, who works for the, uh, the review journal and ESPN in Las Vegas, he happens to follow me on, on Twitter and, and said, Hey, just so you're aware, I know this is going around, but I'm on the field. 
I'm watching him work out. I've talked to the co- assistant coach. He's playing like normal. I don't know what this is about, but I assure you he is playing. Thank God because I was able to send that out and everybody you know, got him in. Now, Jacobs didn't do much, but ter- you know, came out afterwards, right, that he did this to fuck with us. He did this to mess with fantasy owners. And it's like, dude, um, you know, I'll, uh, athletes constantly, like, you don't care about your fans. You don't care about your fans. And I, I'm a, fine. I don't want them to care about my fantasy, but what was your reaction to the whole Josh Jacobs saga, Ray Flowers? Yeah, and, and Matt Berry went at him, Matthew Berry, and that was yes. a whole big thing over at ESPN and yes. Matt's doing videos and stuff. And, you know, uh, thank you, Matt, by the way, for doing that because you take the heat for all of us at times. Um, yep. But, you know, the bottom line for me is this. People tell you you're stupid every day. Jeff, right? They tell me I'm stupid every day. It's it, and unfortunately, that's the way the world works. I'm pretty and sure you just told me I'm stupid, or like two minutes ago. I, sure. I did it eloquently, though. I, I know you call did. Call you stupid. You, you tricked me into thinking, like, yeah, not in my head, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm not stupid. All right. Yeah, yay, um, <laughs> yay, <laughs> um, The Jacobs thing, you know, you the players get crap for just being players. You know, you don't win a game, you get crap. I'm, you know, these guys get death threats. They all, their world is not easy. Okay. They get paid millions of dollars and at the end they can go away and buy an Island and they're fine. But it's, it's, you know, there's very difficult parts of this at the same time. It's absolutely moronic for him to have done what he did. And this idea that athletes, and it's coming, becoming more frequent because these guys go to the games and they get yelled at, you didn't score for my fantasy team last week. I get it. I understand that the frustration there, but for the players to go out and tell people like us to give us the finger, which is what Jacobs did on his Instagram. He actually put the emoji of the yes. middle finger. Yeah. Um, to tell people that I don't give a shit about you, that I don't care about you. That I don't care. These guys are so short-sighted. I really think the more time that goes by that if I was a player agent, I would tell my clients mm-hmm. that you are not allowed to talk to the media unless I am sitting there with you. You're certainly not allowed to ever do anything social media unless you run it through, you know, BJ, the, the intern. Someone has to look at what you're sending out before you send it out. Because this idea that I don't care about fantasy, you, you don't care about fantasy, you hate fantasy, Josh Jacobs, fine. Totally understandable. I get it. But for you to go out there and insult the people who are paying your salary, who are buying your jerseys, who are buying your tickets, who are buying subscriptions to Red Zone or to you know Dish Network or whatever it is, it's idiotic, Jeff, and the fact that the players don't understand the simple fact that the fans pay their salaries is beyond me. They don't, and also they don't know that it's, you know, this it, it, we're in the infancy of fantasy sports and all that kind of shit, right? And I get it. People don't understand. Totally, un, totally get all of it. Um, but it, 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 as Ray points out, it's such – an important part of football on the popularity of the NFL fantasy game. It's just unbelievable. If Derrick Henry misled or uh, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs did this in, uh, in, in another form. Let's say he said, uh, I, I'm just throwing something. Let's say fucking what's the Pfizer with the new vaccine or something. Okay. Let's just say he publicly gets whatever the, the vaccine. And then he says, Oh my God, I just, maybe shit my pants or I got diarrhea or whatever or something. If he, and he purposely misleads people to believe, Oh, don't do that. He's fucking with people's money. He's fucking with people who are invested in Pfizer, knowing they have a vaccine or the, the shareholders of that come. Like it's, these are, these are actual crimes. Like they're really a crime. And if not, 
quite put it in on that level, but we have money invested. Like he, he doesn't have to say, Hey, I'm feeling good. I'm going to score two touchdowns or I'm not as hurt. That's not his job. His job isn't to worry about fantasy. I don't care. He's not supposed to. And for those of you that go out after these athletes about their fantasy performance, you need to stop doing it because it's the wrong thing to do. They, they don't care. They, they're not supposed to, they're supposed to win football games. That's what they get paid to do and all that. We play a game based on that. And that's fine. And that's the separation. That's the agreement. But he crossed the line by fucking with people's money and messing with people that have spent time and energy and, and all of that. And on top of that, obviously, the fandom. I'm telling you, I got a 10-year-old son, right? You know, you, you've met the kid many times. You've been over to the house. He is sports just crazy. And he loves these players and a lot, he plays fantasy now all the time and he has his league and he's loving Derrick Henry. That's why I, I thought of him just now uh, on his team and DeAndre Hopkins. And, the, you know, he loves it. He would never, growing up here in Arizona, do you think he'd know a Tennessee player? Of course not. We've never watched that without fantasy. We don't even watch, we don't even know Derrick Henry basically exists unless we looked at stats. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing we would do without fantasy football. And we wouldn't, and we'd say, oh, wow, this guy's leading the league. He must be good. And unless the Cardinals played him, we wouldn't know. That's the thing. It, fantasy football, fantasy sports in all ways, shapes, and forms are bringing people together and bringing them close to the athletes, the games, the teams. We're spending money on these things. We, the reason the NFL could charge a billion dollars a year for NFL for television rights. And by the way, nobody's in the stands in most of these stadiums. Does everybody realize the NFL is still making tons of money? They didn't take any hits on their, their, uh, their uh, salaries. NFL players, unlike Major League Baseball players, unlike NBA players this year. NFL guys didn't take any hits on their salaries. Nothing of that happened. And there's not, like, there hasn't been, what, maybe 10, not even 10%, 5% of fans all year across the entire league. It's because of television rights. And why? Because everybody's interested in what's happening in freaking Miami or Tennessee or Atlanta or Vegas or LA or Cleveland or Pittsburgh or Kansas City, Chicago, Arizona, San Francisco, wherever. Like they're, we're interested because of fantasy football, sports betting, fantasy football, daily fans. That's why. And he, I don't expect Josh Jacobs or any other player to, to be, you know, to, to change their tune and to give us advice. Oh, I think I'm going to score. They're going to give me. No, 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 no. I don't get that. But you cannot mislead those people because I will tell you, Josh Jacobs made an enemy in me for sure. For, I just, I, I just, I didn't really have an opinion about him. I liked him. We had him in a three touchdown game against Jacksonville week one. Won me some money. I'm yeah, fine. Now, screw you, man. You don't care about me? Fine. It's going to go the other way, buddy. I don't buy your jersey. I'm not going to go to Raiders. I'm not going to support the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I, you know, how about that? That's the power all of us have, folks. We have more power than any of us realize, right? There are 50 to 60 million people that play fantasy football. Yes. Just let that sink in. Yep. If all of you said, screw the Raiders, all of you said, screw Josh Jacobs, guess what? That has a huge impact. Huge impact. Stop buying jerseys. Stop buying tickets. Don't watch the games. Massive impact. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, I want to ask you a question, Jeff. Yeah. Um, should the NFL fine him for doing this? Because you know in Vegas, I'm sure they're furious, right? Mm-hmm. Here in the fantasy space, we're furious. There are millions and millions of people that have been offended. Not just offended, but again, he was reporting inaccurate statements. It's like putting out an injury report 
right? And saying the guy's healthy when he's not or putting the guy in the injury report when he's not actually injured. Should the NFL step in here and fine Josh Jacobs? Good. It's a definitely something that should be debated. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think that if I was in charge, I would because peop, my, my players would need to know that it's important. You know, they need to know that it matters that what fantasy players are doing is a big part of the NFL. It's a, it's huge. It's an overwhelming part. They run of, the ticker on the bottom of the screen when the game's being played. Exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's huge. That's why the, I mean, billion dollar television to watch them on TV. Like we're not just interested. Nobody cares. Like I, I could, I could go around and ask NFL fans. I'm using the hyper quotes. What the, you know, what the, um, I, I don't know, rant, name me a random team. I don't, whatever fucking random team. The Jaguars. Uh, ja- well, ja- Jaguars, you know, I'll, I'll say like the uh, 49ers. Sorry, right? But the 49ers, <laughs> what, what's their record right now? Again, people be like, oh, um, I don't know. You know, what, what is the Houston Texans record right now? They're like, that's ah, not good. But I mean, the Vikings, does anybody know? Nobody knows. Why? We don't care about wins and losses. You know, we don't care who's top five running backs in the NFL and fantasy points, though. Bing, 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 bing. They all know that. Right. That's how you know. It's not for us. It's not about when you're, whether these teams win or lose, but our game. And like it or not, that's what it is. It's, I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Back in the day, I mean, that wasn't a good movie. It was like, oh, man, it's just such, such great. No, but it was fun. People felt a part of it and they played, they did their things. Uh, against the movie, against the backdrop of the movie, right? And that's why you have late night showings of Rocky Horror Picture Show. You still do all over the world, not because it's a great oh, it's just a cinematic classic. No, they had fun and did something off of that. So, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I had a girlfriend in college that used to be one of the gals that would go up on stage and act the movie out. Really? Yeah, you know when they would do those yeah, night yeah, showings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was actually she'd go up there and do that. So. uh yeah, I miss wow. those days, Jeff. Yeah, no, but I bet you did. Uh, <laughs> let's play the time. Let's do the time warp again, right? There you Bob. go. There we are. Um, so that yeah, I, I agree with you on Jacobs, man. It, it's a disappointing thing. Um, and, and yeah, shout out to Matt Barry. He, he's really in a brawl with him and taking it on. People, people want to be victims, man. It's uh, it's weird. You know, it, it is one of the most shocking things for people our age. And you know, I'm not going to try to speak to the youth uh, to 20 year olds or 18 teenagers or stuff. I, you know, I have kids that age at this point, but I know for Ray and I, like being a victim used to mean something. It used to be bad. It used to be, ter- I mean, we used to heart would go out to these people and, and you know, it would be a real problem. And we'd, we'd rally around a victim. Everybody. Because of social media, it's like because of the attention that victims get nowadays. And I, and again, I'm using it in general terms. Don't tell me, well, I was, you know, rape or murder. Oh, fuck you. I, of course, like good grief, man. Of course, let's not be assholes. But what I'm talking about, like everyone tries to make themselves a victim of something. I'm offended, man. I'm offended by this. I'm a, all the fucking time. You know what I mean? And they, they can't, and then, everybody they're the victim and then they immediately want to cancel everybody they want to cancel matt barry because he went he said something to josh shakes matt barry is 100 percent right 100 percent right in this situation and you know he tells somebody to get bent and then they're like hey matt barry told me to get bent you gotta fire him or cancel him fuck you like no no that's not that's not what we're doing here 
You know what I mean? That's that's not what this is about. Just I get I get pissed off for you. Yeah. Well, you're. I mean, the world is a. You know, you and I have this conversation off on air. the phone, <laughs> on, off air. Yeah, on the yeah. IM. Um, it's bad out there, man. Yeah. And you know, I, like I said, I understand completely where Josh Jacobs is coming from. He just handled it completely wrong. Right. I mean, that's, you know, I understand the frustration. I, you know, I wake up every day and I pop on my social media and within 20 minutes, I want to turn it off. It's just people are awful. People are awful human beings. They're awful. And it's getting worse. It's just the way of the world. But you got to find a way to rise above it somehow. You know, yeah. whether you're a player, whether you're, you know, a public person, whatever it might be. Um, but it, it is tough. And, you know, the, the golden rule has been forgotten by many people. Just be a good person. It's not really that hard. Smile, say thank you, please. I mean, you know, it's it's gotten lost somehow, Jeff, and it's really sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. And like I said, people, um, I am, here's my whole stance is this. I, I think that we need to start taking the internet away from people. Like that's where I, that's where I'm at. Like it's time to start taking the internet away from people. Like just, okay, you, you got to earn the internet because all, all this nonsense, just too much nonsense, too much bullshit. Too many people doing too many fucking wackadoo things that I, it's time to start taking the fucking internet. I, I've been free speech, Willie, my entire life. And it's like, well, all right, we, maybe we've gone too far with the free speech. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's gone too far because people are just terrible, like just absolutely fundamentally awful. And um, maybe, maybe it's time to start taking the fucking, uh, take the fucking uh, internet away. You know? well, I think they can have the internet take away their ability to interact on the. I mean, they should still be able to read news reports and stuff, but I don't no. know. You can't no. obviously parse it out, so it doesn't matter. No, I don't think they should be able to read news reports because they don't know what news. That's another thing that they don't. People don't know, and that's a, I was in the family member thing. They don't know what news is. They they think that they go to you know, shuttle.com. Yeah, yeah. shuttlecock dot. <laughs> dot i o underscore blah wait wait can you write that again i'm writing it down what was that hyphen shit on my face oh oh slower motherfucker like that i mean that's what like they think oh it's it's on the internet it must be true no no also folks by the way here i'll give you a let's do a tip for googling how about that i'm gonna give everybody a tip for google everybody out there that you guys, all of you want to Google everything because that's how you, you don't, I don't, nobody knows anything anymore. Like no. having a conversation, this is why I have, I, I talk about our, in uh, our closed door meetings with, you know, uh, radio, the radio personality nowadays, radio is not going to go away, but radio, what you hear all the time is everybody at their computer looking everything up. Like that's what radio has become. It's what it's is in our industry a lot of times is everyone just is looking at things up and reading from the fucking internet that's what it is i'm sitting back here my arms are folded i've got my legs up and a thing spitting into a microphone like i don't you know i mean nobody has knowledge anymore anyway here here's the deal the way you type something in google is not an answer engine understand it, it is a search engine and if I say, if I were to give me, give me a topic, right? I'm going to go to Google right now. Okay. Give me a topic. Um, any topic in the world. Artificial Christmas trees. Okay. Uh, that's a good one, actually. I, and I'm going to, so my take on it, I'm going to think I'm a scaredy cat. I think they start on fire. I think artificial Christmas trees are bad. So I'm going to type into Google 
do artificial uh, Christmas trees cause fires? Oh my God. Get I mean, life versus artificial Christmas tree. First thing up. Okay. Artificial can artificial Christmas trees cause fire? Yes, they're much. Any time you leave the house, it's uh, from romper.com. Like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right. There he goes, reducing the fear. So I'll, right away, that's what you get. All right, that's what you get with that. Because if you're worried about that, and that if that's what you type into Google, that's what you're going to get. Now, if I just typed in um, prettiest artificial Christmas trees. Oh, look at this. Beautiful. Oh, frosted. Nice. There's some white ones. There's it's got balsam there, green Did pine, 18 inch, 18 inch uh, or 18 foot Vermont white. Spruce. Wow. Good nice. Lord. That's a ginormous national Christmas company. Nine foot Dunhill fir, full bodied hinge tree. These are beautiful. Best artificial Christmas. See the difference. Same topic. But the what I wrote into Google matters. Just everything. It's everything. If you write something, it, your tone in Google will dictate what you what gets brought up. And if you type something, you know, if you're slanting what you, the question you're asking, you're going to get the answer that you want. Google is just going to reaffirm everything. You're not that smart, all of you. None of us are that smart as we think because we think, oh, I type in Google and they just confirm what I already believe. No, you're typing a question some wacko in Wyoming fucking knew that already put it down. That's what that's what happened. People don't you, people don't get Google is just a search engine. It search is the internet. There's so much shit on the internet. You're going to get really? what you ask. Yeah. Right, that's oh. it. That's just, oh. Oh. you can always find someone to agree with you if you're attached to, you know, yes. 3 million other people. You can find someone that agrees with you. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, uh let, let's get to some football, I suppose. Here. Oh, oh by okay. the way, uh I should, wait, let's announce. I want to do that. Let's Oh, announce. okay. Yeah. Oh, we have a big announcement to make here on the One Man's Opinion podcast here today. Uh, 2021. It is 2020 has been a shit show. We all recognize that. And the further away we put this year from our minds, the better off we're all going to be. And with that, Ray Flowers and company, everybody, myself included, we will we are unveiling the 2021 Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide over at FantasyGuru.com. Ray Flowers, give us the details. Yeah, and it's just like with the football product, we call it the Draft Guide and all that, but it's a full-season product, so that's the first thing to know. You get the entire 2021 season for baseball. No matter uh, what. No, no matter, matter what, what. what happens. We're... Yep. Last year caught us off guard. I think Ray, kudos to you. Vlad did a great job. Like our crew did a great job keeping up, adjusting because we were going into last baseball. We were ready to go. Spring training was happening. Right? Everything it was normal. We yeah. were going, and then literally we went the next three, four months not knowing if there would be a season. If it was, what would it look like? Rules changed. DH now, like everything just like blah, 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 happened, and you guys still crushed it in that and was on top of it all the way through and i think that if i could speak to this and you tell me right or wrong but i feel like because you and i have talked about it off air offline Mm -hmm. a lot you're ready for anything this year like this year now you know you've done this 20 years of draft guides and everything else and so it was caught us all off guard last year this year you're kind of ready for everything i feel 
Yeah, I mean, last year there were, you know, we thought it was going to be 162 games, and then we thought it might be zero. I mean, it was <laughs> we had the whole gamut going on there, and um, because we didn't know from day to day, I mean, how many times can you write the owners and the players are arguing? Um, we didn't know day to day what to even talk about. Like, how do I analyze players if they're playing 100 games versus 60 or 140? And you know, what like you're talking about who's going to have the DH, who isn't? So. You know, we talked about video games. We talked about sports movies. There was all kinds of things we just tried to kind of fill the time with. And I think now having that experience heading into 2021, I think we are better equipped to, you know, bob and we to to move with things. I think that it gives us more topics to, to, to discuss this year. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you handle pitching staff since no one really threw innings last year? You know, we're hearing some teams already starting to announce, hey, we're using six-man rotations instead of five-man rotations. How does that adjust the way you rank pitchers? You know, how do you look at youngsters that didn't really play last year, their development? There's all these extra questions in addition to the ones that I feel like we have a better handle on that I think makes it an exciting time to actually be diving back in after all the uncertainty we had last year. There's something to it. Like, you know, old timers, I guess. God, it's so weird. We used to be the up and coming new guys. (laughs) A while ago. I know, but now we're like the the dinosaurs of the industry in, in some ways. But I feel the same way. And football season wasn't as chaotic, or you know. But back in March, April, May, June, when we were doing a draft guide and things like that, definitely didn't know what the fuck we we're doing. Like we didn't know it. We we knew what we were doing as far as the the game is concerned. We didn't know how many games, what it would look like, what the rules that would be instituted, and all that. And I gotta be honest, it kind of fired me up. It, it, I got a little like out of the comfort zone, but in a good way that like, like you said, like anytime it's like having a good conversation that sort of piques your interest and you start thinking of things in new and interesting ways. Like I, I got really excited for this football season. Now I'm ready for it to be done now because I'm exhausted and um, all that. But, uh, but there is something about it. Like not knowing exactly, like just keeps you on your toes a little bit. Right. And keeps you uh, keeps you going. I I, I kind of dig it. And you know, this baseball season, if you have to, if you had to predict, right? What are your th- what's going to happen to the twenty twenty one major yeah. baseball season? What do you think it's going to look like? Uh, just to put it out there too, by the way, since we didn't officially say it, the uh, the draft guide goes on sale next week. Okay, so we'll have it starting on the twenty first is the plan. Um, Monday, Monday. Hey, and you can also do the VIP package. You can get you know, baseball on its own, or you can get football and baseball comboed for yes. a huge discount. So you can check that out. Yep. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. We've had a lot of back and forth the last couple of days, 162 games. Yes. 162 games. No way. Um, some people want to push the season out a month so people can get vaccinated. I'm kind of going into this hoping slash expecting there to be 144 games, you know, 144 to 150. Um, that's kind of what my mindset is. I hope it's the full 162. I think the owners are still pushing back on the idea of extending the end of the season out. So if we start getting into a scenario where, you know, things get tight at the beginning, there's just not enough days to to play games. And I don't want to see seven inning games and all that crap. I think that's just an abomination. I don't want to see guys at second base. I think that's an abomination and extra. Oh yeah. It's just awful. Um, so I would much rather prefer them to, you know, play a number of games that make sense, give the players the time they need to recuperate, give them some off days, just like normal and all that. So I'm kind of going in expecting, like I said, 144, 150, something like that. And I think that's really doable at this point. That's solid. I mean, listen, they played what 60 last, uh, last Mm -hmm. year for the most part, you know, um, 
that's not enough games, but man, I, I, listen, I love baseball. 162. That's a lot. lot for me. It's, it's a lot. lot. It's, it's it a is. lot for me, a lot for the players, all that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's needed, but like 120 games, I think it's a, such a nice sweet spot. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like you said, I don't want the rules to change. Uh, other, I do love the designated hitter in both leagues. Like I love certain things I've been longing for my whole life, and I do like that. Um, but I'm excited about it. Now I'm pumped up. You know, we'll be able to talk a lot of baseball. I had to sort of punt on baseball. We were all into it, and then the uh, the pandemic happened, obviously. And I went and said, "All right, well, I'll prepare for football now." Ray, good luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Did you feel like I abandoned you last yeah, year? Kind of. Did I yeah, just leave you? But. You know, if, if any point there in the last, you know, 10 years to be abandoned, it was that one. Cause theoretically after a week, what was I going to do? You know, it's yeah. like, I wasn't doing all the work by myself. There wasn't work to really be done in some respects. So I'll give you a pass, Joe. I appreciate that, Ray Flowers. So, uh, exactly. 21st, it goes on sale over there at fantasyguru.com. Uh, I, I'll throw it out there just so everybody know, like Ray said that if, 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 the uh well no ifs but it's the deepest discount that we'll have the vip package getting both football for next football season so just for the football feet folks that are out there like oh i'm gonna buy it anyway um you know it's the deepest discount and you get the whole season of baseball with it too so i mean it's it's not going to get any better pricing wise than the early bird of uh, the 2021 draft package. And again, 21st of December on Monday is when that uh, launches officially. So go over there and uh, get that done. Uh, can't wait. We have a great team over there and we're going to be a lot of fun getting some, getting ready for a full baseball season. I think they'll play, man. I, you know, the vaccines out you got the Moderna, you got the uh, Pfizer one, you got two vaccines. They're saying by spring or everyone's like, oh, even the most cautious of people are like, oh, by early summer, you know, most people who want the vaccine should have it. It's like by by April, like bubble them up for spring training in March, shorten spring training, bubble them up in March by April. Fucking go. I think I think they'll be good to go. I really do. Well, these guys make gazillions of dollars. We're all aware of that. But they also have gazillions of dollars of bills in many instances. Right. Sure. And uh, last year they got paid a third of what they thought they were going to make. Right. You know, and I know it's, it's a lot different when it's $10 million for them and it's 50 million, 50,000 for the people listening. I get it. But you know, these guys, the players want to play, you know, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned with football, eh, they just got their salaries and that's fine. Baseball, they they got one third of their salary last year. So these guys, the players, that's one of the things we're dealing with right now. The players are pushing to play a full season and they don't even think they need to all necessarily be vaccinated because they did it last year and basically played through it by following the protocols. They sure did. So, um, yeah, that's a good point. And listen, I am, I grew up poor. Uh, I've won my way into, uh, being on the wealthier side of things. Now I, that's why only reason Ray flowers talks to me anymore <laughs> is because I do have a little bit, a couple hundred dollar bills, hundred dollar bills. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, the, but I'll tell you, I mean, the thing is bills are bills. Whatever, when you make a little bit more money, you take on more responsibilities, more risks, you know, higher mortgage, different car payment. You buy this X amount of groceries, you're, you're whatever, whatever you use, your bills go up and it doesn't matter who you are. It, it doesn't matter. I suppose if you're Jeff Bezos, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, anybody there's else, there's a limit of everything. But, you know, if you make a million dollars a year, yeah, you're wealthy and everything, but there's a good chance you're going to have 900 Fifty thousand dollars of 
uh, of expenses mm-hmm. to fund your million. You know, there's a good chance of that. So just, uh, you know, just remember, uh, you can't just take away a third of anybody's income and just be like, oh, you're fine. You're still rich. No, does unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. Um, let's do this, right? We're going to get to week 15 in fantasy football. It's obviously a big week for everybody. If they've sat through this much of us uh, waxing on poetically, let's do a little fantasy football three-way. We didn't get to do this ah. on the show yesterday, Ray Flowers, uh, yesterday meaning on Wednesday's show, because I don't know. We talked about the holidays, which, by the way, we should tell it. that story. We got in trouble for that. Yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, little program director, our, our good friend Matt Deutsch is like, oh, you're going too far on the holiday thing. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Get out of here. Come on, man. Worried about it? Really? Dude, yeah. Let's bring some happiness to the world. Let's talk some holiday cheer. Come on. Yes. By the way, hashtag holiday cheer. Follow me on Twitter at oh. Baseball Guys or Instagram, the Ray Flowers, this. for the night of alcohol experience every night. I love this. Are you getting just ripped? Like, I didn't ask you this on the show, but are you getting yeah. like fucking plastered every yeah. night? You know like, what? Should I be worried? You should not be worried at all, to be uh, yeah. fair. Okay. Um, I, if I was living by myself, you'd probably be worried. Um, <laughs> but the significant other, you know, that's one thing about COVID, man. When you're both working from home, yeah. there ain't no time to, you know, have some drinks and fall asleep on the couch because that, that uh, significant other is always lurking, Jeff. So, you know, I kind of get an inkling of what it's like now, what you've been dealing with all these years. It must be tough just to get blissed on a Thursday night. Yeah. If you still want to have regular intercourse, you, you can't even like rip, <laughs> rip a fart when you want. Like you can't, there's, you got to go to have a special fart room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just in, just in case, cause uh, otherwise you'll never get laid again. So yeah, it, there's, it's, it ain't easy. That's for sure. Um, and now what are you into now? Like it's the hard alcohol. Yeah. Well, the, the, the first course. 13 days of the month were different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last 12 days are whiskeys. Now, unfortunately, California has been closed down because of COVID. Yeah. Um, they just made that determination yesterday, yesterday, basically. So you're not supposed to go to stores and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know exactly how it's going to play out because what actually happened is we bought a 12 pack of ornaments with well, each ornament has one shot of whiskey in it. Oh, the 12 ornaments were purchased from Costco, right? So they're actually ornaments. You unscrew them. You could I'll be able to reuse them next year, fill them back up, you know, yeah. but there are a couple of duplicates in the 12 pack. And you mentioned getting a maker's 46 or just a maker's yeah. shot. It didn't come with the maker's one. Oh. Yeah. It's got Shivas and, and um, Jameson and Glenn Livett. Oh, so that's still pretty good. Yeah. But I'm, so I'm going to try to find a way to, if I can get to the store, if they'll open it or if they're still, you know, to get a 46 or something in there, Jeff, but basically it's one whiskey shot, a different one every night with a picture of the Christmas tree behind it. All right. Oh, dig it, man. That's pretty, uh, I like it. Holiday cheer, right? Holiday, hashtag holiday cheer. Exactly. Hashtag holiday cheer, everybody. Get after it on Ray Flowers' Instagram and Twitter feeds. Uh, let's try to make some tough decisions for people. Here's one that keeps coming. You have three quarterbacks I think I've been asked the most about for this week. I'm going to read them off Ray you tell me which one you think should be started amongst these three Jared Goff Jalen Hurts or Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger is always interesting because he throws the ball 40 plus times a game Mm -hmm. and that's just you know it's all underneath and all that but it's it's 40 passes a game Hurts is still in an offense I don't trust Uh, I despite how well he looked you know last week I'm not counting on any going to run for 100 yards a week right as a quarterback so that makes me nervous I'm gonna go with golf here of the three and it's always rough to go with golf because this goes back to what we were talking about to start with acres 
it's that this offense, you know, we, we analyze it, we break it down, and we seem to have a, a beat on the game. And then, you know, Sean Mavet is something totally different. But um, you look at the matchup this week, and, uh, you know, it's a good one. Uh, the Jets allow the most passing touchdowns a game. They have the second most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback. They have the uh, worst DVOA pass defense, Jared Goff. I like it. I agree with it 100%. Uh, I don't trust Hurts. I'd go Roethlisberger over Hurts even if this was my team. Just cannot trust on 100 yards rushing from a quarterback that has one career start. Uh, these three running backs, Ray Flowers, some struggling guys in here in a lot, in, for all different reasons. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Swift, which one of these three do you like the most? Yeah, by the way, on Friday at Fantasy Guru, I've got a Ray's Ramblings piece coming out and, you know, just looking at numbers and all that. And it's pretty interesting with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'll just preview it real quickly. Um, he's second in the league in yards per carry on artificial turf this season. Uh, he has one more rushing yard than Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. He has two more carries than Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. He has the same rushing touchdown mark as David Montgomery. And, oh, by the way, he's the only running back in football who has 575 rushing yards and doesn't have a fumble. So I know he hasn't lived up to the expectations of some, but those are still some pretty decent numbers. He's still the only guy in that backfield. Lev Bell apparently doesn't realize that he's not going to get the ball every week. He's a very confused young man if he hasn't been paying attention. Zeke Elliott's got the, ha- the, the calf. He's missing practice time. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift after all that, Jeff. Um, you know, Swift does offer a pretty decent floor as a pass catcher. I think it took too long for the Lions to recognize that Swift should be the guy getting the ball the majority of the time. I think he does get that. Obviously, there's concern about the quarterback position because it doesn't seem like Stafford's going to play, but I'm going to go with Swift. Getting Swifty with it. How about these three uh, three more running backs? Let's throw out a couple other guys here. Giovanni Bernard Ray. Nobody wants to ever start him. He's like yeah. – he's like, Black Death, like he did, <laughs> they did, will not choose him right. whatsoever. Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. Naheem Hines. I can't go Bernard. I've tried. I've stuck by Bernard. I've suggested Bernard, and you know, last week getting benched with his first fumble on a carry and like eight hundred plus. Stupid, by the yeah, way. it's just it, it like eight hundred plus carries without a fumble, stupid. and he gets. I mean, whatever. So I just can't. Um, Hines to me is is. You know, I know he gets in the end zone. I know he catches passes, but there's no floor with him. It's it's just – I'm going to go Melvin Gordon. I know both he and Lindsey are dealing with some things physically, but I think Gordon is the best of those three. The other two just have more questions. You know, I look at these three guys. Hines and Bernard combined may not have 15 touches. I think the yeah. plan going into almost every game for the Broncos is to get 15 touches for Gordon. Yeah, I think that's uh, more accurate. You know, it's just you can guarantee the touches. I said it on the air the other day. I'm a volume whore. Like, that's just what I am, and that's – I got to go where the volume is, especially at this time of year. A wide receiver spot here, Ray Flowers. couple – a lot of – three guys a lot of people are asking about. DJ yeah. Chark, Jacksonville Jaguars, Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, been not getting a lot of looks, but still quality snaps, and he gets Cincinnati this week. And then there's Marvin Jones, the number one for Detroit, but – Detroit doesn't have their main quarterback and Matt Stafford. They're likely starting Chase Daniel this week. Which one do you like? Yeah, Jones is averaging just about 10 targets last five games. Galladay's not going to play yet again. I don't know what's going on there. Um, So Jones is obviously in the starting lineup for some people. Claypool has gone five straight games without playing 70% of the snaps. Hmm. Um, he, He hasn't gotten 60 yards receiving in any of those games. 
Um, I just, I worry about the snap count and the target share. It's, you know, even with them throwing the ball as much as they do, he, it's just not resulting in a lot of production for him. Speaking of no production, I'm going to go with DJ Chark. Um, massive air yards, big target yeah. totals, the lead passing guy there. And I heard you mention today on the show on Sirius, Jeff, that you kind of like ah. the combination with Gardner Minshew under center now. I try not to influence it, but yeah, 100%. I, I do. I like it a lot more. It's just a big play will be made by DJ Chark. You know what I mean? So that that's against the Tennessee corners. That's the way you go. So I, I dig that one. Um, let's go. One more receiver question here, Ray Flowers. Let's go to a couple players that are straight. How about these, these three? Brashard Perriman. Mm-hmm. All right. Jets against the Rams. Tough one. Um, T Higgins, Cincinnati going against the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers right there. Or Emmanuel Sanders for the Saints against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, Perriman had a good matchup on paper last week, but he got done in by Gase in that offense, and that's you know that's the concern. It's that you know if, if Sam Darnold throws for two hundred yards, there's a parade. I mean, it's like right. the offense is so bad. I really wanted to trust him last week, and I even used him in DFS um, with that cheap cost. I, I just can't this week. Um, T. Higgins has got the the five fifty thing going with Brandon Allen. If Brandon Allen plays, he's a little beat up. They probably will. Um, I, I can't look at him and think there's much up there, Jeff. I, I just eh. so by process of elimination, that leaves Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, by the way, has five receptions inside the ten yard line, which is more than DK Metcalf. Doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. Um, I know that you mentioned on the show. I'm just going to say Emmanuel Sanders just to be obnoxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to give you a chance to mention what you talked about on the show and see if that impacts your decision here. Cause you, you had questions about the quarterback position for the saints. Yeah. I, I think that uh good, good lead way there. I think Drew Brees starts. I think this game, I want to be invested in this game from a DFS standpoint this week, because Kansas city's is one game away from Pittsburgh. And as it, these schedules mean so much Pittsburgh doesn't play before Kansas city Pittsburgh plays Monday night. So with Pittsburgh, you know, being a game, uh, one game away from Kansas City, Kansas City has to keep going and keep try, you know, and and play hard. And it's a tough matchup on the road against New Orleans. New Orleans now, because of their loss against Philadelphia, fell behind the Green Bay Packers. They have to win to keep pace. Drew Brees is back practicing. They they designated him for return. We knew that was going to happen. That as of this recording, they have not yet activated him. But he got first team reps in practice today, which is Thursday. My, if I'm sniffing that, my spidey sense says Drew Brees is going to start for the Saints against the Chiefs. So that would change things around and make more sense for Sanders, like you said. Yeah, and again, I, this we're at that realm of, you know, there's not much differentiation between a guy scoring eight and twelve points. We need the twelve points, but it's very tough with some of these situations to feel confident that you're picking the guy that's going to get the extra four. Very, very difficult. Um, so there we go. How about this tight end question, Ray Flowers? Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. or Eric Ebron? Isn't it fascinating how everyone's asking about Deontay Johnson 5,000 times this week and Good how point. he's getting benched you know, for drops and Eric Ebron just keeps dropping passes and it never affects him at all? The power... <sighs> The power of a nationally televised game. Nationally televised games are my kryptonite. Like I, because not because I don't give a shit. Because of all of you, 
overreacting up the ass about it. Like it's incredible to me that anything it's that's why Cam Akers is like, I'm sitting there and everyone's like, what you ruined my fucking season. I'm like, how there's going to be, I thought there'd be seven, eight guys ahead of him. Turns out there are 11 players, 11 running backs that scored as metrics or more points than Cam Akers did this past week. It didn't hurt you. It really didn't hurt you um, as much as you thought. Now it did, you know, could have depending on your other players, but that that's just the, the way this goes. And Deontay Johnson, like guys, you do not have three better receivers than Deontay Johnson. I'm letting you all know. I don't know your names. I don't know you as individuals, but I know your teams. Just, I know them dead to rights. And you do not have three better wide receivers than Deontay Johnson. So assuming you start at least two and a flex at the receiver spot, you're starting Deontay Johnson. You don't have three better. Nobody does. It just doesn't exist. Thank you. Problem solved. Good. Um, And and I mentioned this on the show with you on Wednesday, even though he was benched and basically played half the snaps, he's still tied for the team leading targets. So yes, there's still that. Um, I'm going to go here out of those three options at the tight end position. I'm going to go with Ebron. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with the fact that, as I, I noted earlier, you know, Roethlisberger throws it 40 times each week. Um, there's been 27 targets thrown to Ebron in the last three games. The Bengals are really bad against the tight end. They allow the third most points per game to that position. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. I, I always want to go Evan Ingram, but he's for the most part been terrible and the uncertainty at quarterback just can't do it. I, uh, I'm right there with you on Ebron. I think I'm okay with it. Um, how about that? We'll go this. One more question. I'll ask you a flex question. Mm-hmm. This is from one of our users. That's at uh, Jeff underscore man's at baseball guys on Twitter. Jeffrey Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. Get a lot of questions about him. It looks like, what's your thought on Mostert? Does he play this week or does he not? I think he's going to suit up. That's my oh. sense. What about you? I kind of think he doesn't. Ah, okay. So, so that that's where we're at on a Thursday, folks. Yeah. It's, that's why we don't guess on Thursdays and set lineups on Thursdays. It's a conversation for a uh, for another time. But um, uh, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Mostert's out, gotcha. right? Let's just yep. or so if Mostert's in, he's off the table. Okay, I would assume, right? And then Wilson. Uh, or Mostert. yeah, Wilson. Yeah, okay, and gotcha. we'll, we're assuming Mostert's out. So Jeffrey okay. Wilson Jr., Michael Pittman. Or C.D. Lamb? Oh, Jeff Mann's the big C.D. Lamb fan. Oh, uh, I heard that on the uh, Getting Coffee yeah. video this morning. Yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> when can people hear that, Jeff, by the way? Look at Ray, at Jeff underscore Mann's every weekday morning right there for you. So, uh, yeah. You think I don't pay attention to what you're doing? I know. I'm stalking I, the hell out of you, Jeff. Uh, well, in fairness to me, I'm used to my coworkers not giving a shit. So, uh, this, is, this, <laughs> whole year, this whole year has been a whole different thing for me so ray flowers is going to get invited on the podcast every week yeah, someone that pays is. attention that's right um, if we go back to the the the, the question uh, Pittman, lamb wilson i'm not doing Pittman, and it, it's not because oh all of a sudden you know ty hilton ty hilton you know fine he's catching five passes whatever um lamb i just that offense is just it's not you know it's not working a lot of it has to do with the health of the offensive line obviously but there's just not much consistency there. You know, one week it's one week it's Lamb, one week it's Gallup. You know, the only consistent piece really is Mark Cooper. Even Elliott's all over the place. I, I'm going to go Wilson I, I, in that matchup with the Cowboys. Um, you know, you, you look, the, the Cowboys can certainly be beat on the ground. 
six worst DVOA rush defense, mm-hmm. six most points allowed to the running back position. We know the Niners have extreme levels of success. And, you know, Wilson, when he plays, Jeff, he gets in the end zone. If he's actually, you know, not just touching the ball twice, he's got a really good track record the last year and a half here of getting in the end zone when he's playing. He does. Uh, no, no question about that. I like it too. Now, so if he didn't, let's say Moser did play with mm-hmm. that, then you'd go between Pittman and Lamb. What am I? Am I hearing Lamb here? Yeah, just because you like him. No, I'd go Lamb. <laughs> um, you know, the, the issue with Lamb is that you know he, he it's it's hit or miss. It is hit or miss. And I know you broke down on the show today, Jeff. I think you did the the matchup, the cornerback matchup. Did I miss that or did I create no. that? No, I got that. No, it was yeah, on there. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it's. I, yeah. I think I could say Emmanuel Mosley was the guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I can go Lamb over Pittman. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but Pittman has a good matchup himself. He's got mm-hmm. Vernon Hargreaves, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, both these guys are in pretty good. That's why it was a tough one for me, and I passed the buck too. That's that's, yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. Nice and easy, right there. All righty then. Uh, before we get out of here every week here on the show, Ray, I do a survivor pick. I do my favorite bet of the week and uh, I go into an upset special if they're like I got a couple of these questions I can't believe after the way this season started out with Jacksonville beating Indianapolis in week one and all that in week 15 we still have people running survivor pools like that is crazy impressive there's still two people left that's unbelievable to me so, uh, if you're a survivor pool, Ray, and you got to pick one team that's just guaranteed to win, or give me a couple choices, who, who would it be for you? I have no idea. Um, I'm trying to pull up my rankings here as we're talking, the staff rankings, because I don't want to say something. You know how this goes? You say something, then you go back and you realize, oh, crap, that's not what yeah, I put you, it down. you did the opposite. Yeah. The yeah. People, so let me people find it. That's why. Yeah. yeah they, right. People wonder, oh, why don't you adjust things? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do the minute you hear something? No. I mean, no. No. Because – if we did that, you'd be you'd have to you'd be under the influence of all my random thoughts. You don't want my brain doing that. My brain works too fast. I, I'm clicking and going and moving and shaking. You don't want that kind of analysis from me. You want me to think things all the way through. Trust me on that, because uh, that's where I do my best work, at least. But do you have anybody else? I mean, the obvious is the Rams against the Jets. I would say. Isn't it amazing? I'm looking at these. I'm actually leading the group right now, oh. just straight up. What is this? Oh, our staff picks? Our staff, yeah. How's that possible? I, I, I don't know I'm what it is. killing you. I had a... You've been good the last couple of weeks, but you're overall no, numbers. No, 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 no. It was like two weeks ago. No, yeah. I was actually leading up through week eight, nine, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I had a like under 500 week. I nobody. I don't think any, nobody has under five hundred week. I've never. Had, I was like five and nine, and That's I'm. Bad. It was the worst, and I've just been. So I've been trying to play catch up ever since. And once once you get in that kind of hole, right? Like the way I'm Ricky Bobby. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I just I'm not betting. I'm not going into what all you guys are doing anymore. I'm I'm completely completely going. Uh, you know, contrarian in any way I can, and it's cost me. So I got uh, I got two uh, road. Names here: Bucks over the Falcons and Browns over the Giants. Okay, I like that. Those are the two uh, ways you asked for two. Those are two. Yeah, I like those as well. Um, I have, you know, it's obviously the Rams is one of them. I like the the uh, the Bucks is a good one if you haven't used them yet, and I don't think you know that's a good one or not a lot. 
Um, and my survivor over at elitesportsbetting.com, where I've done it every single week, uh, I had to use the Arizona Cardinals this week mm. against Philly, which isn't great. Mm. But I, I mean, I have used everybody. Like I used Tampa Bay, I used LA, I, I used Buffalo, I've used Baltimore, I've used Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Green Bay, like I've used Indianapolis, I've used everybody in that one. So it's getting tough. So the Cardinals would be my play on that. As far as the uh, best bets of the week, um, every Friday, Ted Schuster and I do the old uh, five-team parlay on the show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. I post at least seven bets a week. I've got two up for tonight's game. That's Thursday Night Football at EliteSportsBetting.com. I'll say this. The couple of bets I'm sure about. I'll give you – I'm just going to give you the – the one I know is Kansas City minus three. That game was three and a half. Now it's only three on the road against New Orleans. New Orleans just lost to Jalen Hurts. Uh, Kansas City's offense is just a machine – they're going to put a lot of pressure on the likes of Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins. It's the worst possible matchup for those corners as well. They're not going to have to run. And quite honestly, there's no possibility. If Taysom Hill plays, no possibility that they can keep up offensively. I'm telling you, it's not even not happening. You know, it's like me uh, in 1992 saying I'm going to marry Christy Brinkley. It was never oh. going to happen. Or, uh, you know, Kathy Ireland at that point or whatever. Pamela Anderson. Like, it's not happening. There's no path. Taysom Hill is no path. If Drew Brees plays, it does worry me more. But three points? No. Chiefs win by three easy. So that's my best bet of the week. And if you want an upset of the week like we do every uh, episode of One Man's Opinion uh, for this week, I- I'll tell you it's not a huge upset. I'm sorry for that, but it's New England beating Miami. New England always plays well at Miami. Uh, they lost last year, or they lost the Kenyon Drake game, too. It was two years ago. But I wouldn't doubt it. New England is so, so variant. They, they go wide swings from one to the other. Miami's tough against the pass, and New England doesn't pass. Like they don't, they don't, they just don't throw the ball. It just doesn't, it's not something they do. They run a high school offense. And I think that's a real tough matchup for the Miami Dolphins defense. So, you know, the two point underdogs, I'm going to take the, the Patriots upsetting the Dolphins uh, in Miami. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I took the Patriots in the Staple that league there. So. Well, oh, you did? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't, uh, I didn't think you would do that. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm I went, gonna... ro- I went rogue. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, when you're the leader, you're not supposed to be doing that. Uh, I don't find it safe. Yeah, Balls to the wall, go. Jeff. Balls yeah. to the wall, baby. <laughs> so there you guys go. Uh, we're over on time. I appreciate Ray Flowers coming on, joining us. Remember the fantasy baseball draft guide available fantasyguru.com on Monday, December 21st. Get in the early bird prices, the cheapest it's going to be. The cheapest you can get the VIP package that includes the 2021 fantasy football draft guide and full season coverage spend the year with us over at fantasy guru you like us right i mean you're listening to the damn podcast why most of what do you think percentage wise people that like us versus the hate us that listen to this show uh i would say the people that listen to this show it's probably at least three quarters that like you probably might say 90 percent has to be right yeah for the podcast on the radio they probably turn you off but they listen oh, yeah. to the podcast well yeah. i think on serious they still listen because that well let's face it the ratings show it 
<laughs> but and secondly, uh, they, but mo- I think a lot. I think good amount hate listen on the radio. I, really, <laughs> I think they hate so you can say you're wrong on Monday. Exactly. Yeah, oh, they yeah. can't wait to bury my ass when they can. Uh, follow Ray Flowers at Baseball Guys on Twitter on Instagram. It's what is it? Is it S Ray Flowers? No, I changed it. Yeah, it was, but yes. now it's at the Ray Flowers. The Ray Flowers. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like that one. I like that. That's a that's a good. It's much better. Yeah. I like that, and uh, obviously uh, your uh, your beer or drink of the night. Come enjoy it with Ray Flowers every single night, even on the weekends. You're still posting, mm-hmm. absolutely. I love that very much. Uh, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for subscribing, listening, commenting. If you could leave feedback, if you could tell a friend, you know, let's grow this thing bigger. Hoping to do some big things here in uh, in week number, or I'm sorry, in 2021. Uh, really, really do appreciate that, everybody, as well. So um, with that being said, I want to thank our sponsor, StatHero.com. Everybody get over there, place them. They have the new uh, Stat Hero contest up there, Rivals, where you play mono and mono. It's like the blackjack dealer, Ray. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you get to uh, you get to do that. You get to just play one-on-one against them. All, you don't have to beat any opponents or anything like that. You just play against them. And they're the house, and you just take their money. And however, you could put in as much as you want. Really, I don't. I think they. I can't remember what the limits is, but it's a great. It's a real good contest as well. So uh, you guys get over there and check that out. Stathero.com, everybody, and use the promo code Elite for a twenty five percent match on your first deposit right there and you can play in the mobile devices at stathero.com as well so a great time for all right there for the great ray flowers i am jeff vance remember folks you may not like may not agree with something you heard here today and that's perfectly okay why it was one man's opinion i'll see you next time everybody Peace out.